good? You um, sound good. Okay, yeah. good. How do I sound? You sound la, la, nice la, la, and loud. La. Oh, Madeline, beautiful. Wait, that was me. Oh, really? What the <laughs> heck? I took credit for it. Hi, <laughs> Samantha. Was that honestly you? Yes, what the heck? <laughs> what if you just did this entire podcast as the Alone. three of us? Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just did all three voices. <laughs> and everything is like, yeah, guys, and that's what I discovered. Wow, you're so smart, Kiefer. You're the smartest one of us all. <laughs> you're the smartest one of us all. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 2 of Rabbit Holes, a podcast with a special guest each week. I'm your host, Madeline. And I'm your other host, Samantha. And today's special guest is me, Keeper. On today's second ever episode, we will discuss the history of ancient pets, how smart Bruce Banner can get, and my special stress outlet. So let's just pop right into it. I love it. Hi, everyone. So I'm just popping in here real quick at the beginning of this episode to issue a technical difficulties apology. Uh, We had Kiefer cutting out a lot, like right here. Also, (laughs) a direct quote. Is that in the movie? (laughs) Is that in the movie? Uh, We had Madeline giving us a little bit of buzzing. Like right here. Welcome back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's zapping. It's zapping. It's zapping as soon as you're. Welcome back. And I think that there's always going to be an echo. That's something that we're all just going to have to accept. Uh, we're certainly not professionals, but we are cool and fun, which I think makes up for it. So without further ado, please enjoy today's episode. It's so cute. The little snaps. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I love, like, great job. Okay, good. We got it. Wow, Madeline, you're amazing. Okay, you could definitely work on that a little bit more, Madeline, but whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, so, our special guest, Kiefer, why don't you start us off today? Okay. I had a little bit of, what's like an earworm for your brain? Uh, like a uh, brain worm? A tapeworm? <laughs> <laughs> I no, had a little tapeworm the other day. That's an earworm for your stomach or intestines. <laughs> I had a brain tapeworm the other day about dogs. I was walking my dogs. Dogs are so nice. I like dogs. And then I just started thinking about how we've always had dogs. I mean, obviously, I think I think most people know dogs are like the first domesticated animal, I guess, as like a pet. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't start out as a pet. They started out as a as a good hunting buddy because they could keep up with us. I guess we're like stamina hunters, endurance hunters. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are endurance we, hunters. We got stamina. <laughs> yeah, it's we're... why we were able to run away from prey. 
Not prey, yeah. predators. <laughs> That's right. We ran away from prey towards predators. Okay, clearly Kiefer and I know nothing about hunting. <laughs> Luckily, I'm a hunting expert, so I'll carry the group. Oh, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> you just let us embarrass ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so dogs were very good hunting buddies because they could keep up with our endurance hunting abilities. And I mean, they're faster than us, so they would be able to get the first couple bites, I guess. I don't know. And then... <laughs> <laughs> However dogs hunt. <laughs> yeah, I guess they don't use like bow and arrows like us. <laughs> yeah, they, they get the first shot in. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like they get like the the first pick of like they get the the drumstick. No, if they think... like the drumstick the best. <laughs> I think he meant like the first attack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the. <laughs> <laughs> they get the first choice of cut. Meat. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yes, I want the ribeye. Um, so yeah, I started, I was looking into dogs and how we used to domesticate them. And I wanted to know what the oldest, or I guess the earliest, named dog is. Which dog that was named? Yeah, like I wanted to know what the first dog name was. Okay. And that's pretty hard to find out. But the first recorded one, at least, (laughs) is what we could go on. And his name was Abutiu. Ah. I don't know if that's pronounced correctly. Abutiu? Yeah. It's a really, it's got a lot of W's and Y's. It's it's an Egyptian name. And he lived in two, before, I guess, 2280 BC. Oh. Which, yeah, that's like four, over 4200 years ago. Wow. 43 it might be 4300 like almost exactly 4301 oh cool so that's pretty neat i just thought that was cool that's and then wait what type of puppy was he um i think he was a saluki which is also one of the oldest recognized breeds according to the guinness book of world records oh Except, maybe not, because that actually, it says it dates back to only, like, 300 BC. Maybe Abutiu was just a mutt. Yeah, or maybe, like, a an ancestor of the Saluki. Yeah. Looks glorious, um, though. I know. Yeah, there's a drawing <laughs> of him, and it says it's a lightly built hunting dog similar to a greyhound. With erect ears and a curly tail. And it's so cute. (laughs) So then, oh, I wanted to, because I I wasn't expecting the oldest dog to be in Egypt. I don't know why. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. They're an ancient civilization, and they're older than, like, the Greeks and the Romans. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that it was in Egypt. But I I was like, where did dogs first come from? And it turns out they came out from a bunch of different places like all at the same time Mm, some evolution here well yeah it's not just like you can trace it back to one dog because apparently dogs migrated over remember do you guys know that 
uh, there was like a well. Do you remember the <laughs> land bridge? <laughs> do you remember Pangea? the land bridge that between North um, and South America? Between I think it was like the east side of Russia that attached to Alaska, so people mm. could go from Asia to North America. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I do. I do know that. I remember that. <laughs> you know, you remember it. <laughs> I traveled yeah. it. Yeah, remember when we walked across that? Yeah. Well, apparently there's evidence that dogs migrated over that with humans. So that's like one of the reasons that we know they're like the oldest domesticated animal. Mm -hmm. And like with humans? Yeah. Like they were just together, like hanging out together? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, cool. Were they like pulling sleds? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they've found 10,000-year-old sleds. That's an unfortunate hole in the historical record. <laughs> we don't have a lot of sled history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of bones, but... <laughs> when did this land bridge go away? I don't know the exact answer, but it was somewhere around 10,000 years ago. Yeah, because um, this was after Pangea. Yes. But I think that like the northern the the north part and the south part were still kind of connected. Hmm. Yes. But I don't think it was like Gondwana and whatever the other one was. You know, Gondwana. <laughs> <laughs> now you've lost me. <laughs> I also don't know if it's called Gondwana. <laughs> Is that another mega continent? Oh yeah, Gondwana land and Laurasia is what oh. Pangea separated into. Ah, I see. Pangea. I think it's Pangea. Cool. I, I think it's both. Could be both. Gondwana land is my favorite. I don't know what, what about it. What is it's, that today? Gondwana land, I think, is what South America, Africa, and Australia separated from. Oh. Maybe I don't know. I think so. It looks like it on a trivial internet search. (laughs) (laughs) It's like all, yeah, it's like all the south, southern continents, it looks like. Yeah. 200 million years ago. So dogs were not (laughs) domesticated back then. No. (laughs) Or at least we don't have evidence of it. It's entirely possible. But uh, the the evidence is, is lacking. And as it turns out, I mostly just started looking up about dogs. I did a little bit about cats, actually, um, because I was interested in when they were domesticated and if they had any fun history aspects of it. Is it still ancient Egypt? There is a lot of ancient Egypt, because obviously, I think a lot of us know that they thought of cats as like royalty and like gods. But they have evidence in Cyprus, in the island of Cyprus, that first there was a cat jawbone found in 1983, and it dated back like 8,000 years. So they were like, hmm, cats didn't find their way on the- by themselves. Probably. So <laughs> they figured that cats must have been domesticated at least like 8,000 years ago. But then 20 years yeah, later... Them there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 20 years later, they found an even older burial site where a human and a cat were buried together. Oh. 
in, and they were like, I, I just imagine they were cuddling. Like, I don't, <laughs> the article doesn't say that they were cuddling, but come on. Like, do you think they were cuddling when they both died? They both died at the same time? Oh, well, <laughs> and then they were I, I don't know about that. And then they were in that position? Uh, it oh. could, uh, <laughs> Or do you, do you think they were placed in a cuddling position? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say they were placed in a cuddling position. Okay. <laughs> they both died cuddling, and everybody picked them up, put them in a hole. But, like, yeah. <laughs> like make sure that cat does not leave these <laughs> this person's arms. They just couldn't cry it out because of rigor mortis. Yeah, that's right, yeah. How hard, they, how tight they rigor mortis this together. person squeezing the cat <laughs> um so yes they found this grave where the cat and the human were cuddling and that dated back like 9500 years which wow. pretty good and that's in cyprus but one of again going along with i wanted to know what the first named cat in history was and this one's really cute because it was also in Egypt. I guess they really like to write down stuff in Egypt. That's like the first place where they started writing. Mm. That um, makes sense. I don't know if that's true. I made that up. But, <laughs> at but least I can about, see it making sense. At, at least about pets. It's where they first started naming their pets and putting it on paper or stone, whatever. <laughs> so the Guinness World Record again says that the oldest named cat is named Ned Gem. Ned Gem? I thought you were going to say Ned. Ned. His name is <laughs> Ned. And I was like, what? <laughs> His name's just Paul. <laughs> yeah. Just Paul. Ned Gem? Ned Gem. Oh. And it means sweet or pleasant, Aww. which is just so cute because he named his cat Sweetie. <laughs> I know. I love that. I don't know if Sweetie was a like a real like a like a house cat or if it was like a work cat. Because mm -hmm. they liked cats. They liked dogs because they could hunt like big game with us. But they liked cats because they held off the pests. Mm -hmm. They held off mice and rats and, and all the other little things that try to scurry around and eat your food maybe sweetie was like <laughs> an ironic name because he was like such a killer <laughs> <laughs> or he could have been a real sweetie yeah i guess it depends on like what they meant by sweet like maybe maybe the cat just also liked to eat like sh like drink sh sugar water or something oh could be could be like actually sweet. Yeah. Just had like a Coca-Cola a... craving. <laughs> I have a fun fact about a cat that might not be true because I did absolutely no research. <laughs> yes. But I read share. you know, there's a cat called like a Mao. I thought you were gonna say grumpy cat. <laughs> no, M A U I. M A U I. Isn't that the Egyptian one? Yeah. It's pronounced Mao, right? Maybe it's, no, I was thinking Maui is what M A U I yeah, yeah, smells. This is, this is Maui. <laughs> um, M A U. No, that's <laughs> what is this cat? Isn't it called an Egyptian Mao? I think yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. 
Okay, when I look Egyptian up, it shows me Bruce Mao, but it could just be because of... Look, it's, it's called the Egyptian Mao. Yeah, there it is. So, um, I don't know how true this is. And if it's not, if it's, not it's just a fun, a fun little hypothesis. But they think that it was named Mao because of the, ca- the sound that cats make. Aw, that's cute. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> what do French cats say again? Le mie. Le mao. <laughs> No, no. What's what's the word for meow in French? Um, good question. Oh, it is just meow. But it's spelled like M I A O U. Like it's every (laughs) vowel M I A O U. And sometimes Y. Meow. (laughs) Let me see what it sounds like. Meow is how you pronounce it. Meow. In English, in English, it's meow, and then in French, it's mia. Mia. But yeah, that was that was just just a little tangent about cats. I don't know how true that fact is, but it's cute right. if it was true. Right. I know that in Chinese, Mao is a cat, hmm. and Maui is in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> And they may or may not have cats. Yeah, who knows? Muth. Wait, how do you pronounce it? It's not Muth. Muth. You know what I'm thinking. Meowth? Meowth. Oh, in Pokemon? (laughs) Yeah, I was was in the French version. Muth. Muth. (laughs) So I also wanted to share that we talked a lot about Egypt with cats, but there is a little, here's a little fun tidbit from ancient Greek Mm. cats. So there was an ancient Greek playwright, Aristophanes, who included cats in his stage plays a lot. Mm. They were actors? I don't know if they were actors or if they were just roles or something. Set pieces? Just maybe they were like plot points? (laughs) But it wasn't people playing cats. No, no, I don't, I don't think it was I don't the think... musical plot cats. <laughs> I don't think Aristophanes wrote cats. The <laughs> he musical. would. You want to know a fun fact about him, Aristophanes? He wrote a play called Frogs. Ooh. <laughs> it's Louis Lagrenui? No. <laughs> it's not Louis Lagrenui. <laughs> yeah, he also wrote the French language. <laughs> he wasn't well received. Nobody understood what. <laughs> oh, but he also. So. Much like we say the dog ate it when we're talking about like homework or something we forgot. We're like, oh, the dog ate my homework. Mm-hmm. Aristophanes coined the phrase, the cat did it, to blame <laughs> a cat for something that went wrong. So I don't know if that was used in his plays a lot, but it's, it's very funny and it will be used in my vocabulary a lot. I, w- I would love if it wasn't used in his plays. Like that's just was his excuse he's like hey why are you late and he's like oh my cat did it <laughs> like it's like oh i had to clean up this giant mess my cat did it and they're like what aristophanes just admit that 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 you're tardy <laughs> all this is said in ancient greek though no it was said in french oh yeah <laughs> this actually was in france <laughs> le chat le fait. <laughs> Why does he not sound that sad about it at all? Ah, le chat le fay. Look, he's a playwright. He's not a very good actor, okay? 
<laughs> that's why he hires cats to do the acting. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Oh, and I also wanted to jump back to the dog section because my good friend Brighton, shout outs to Brighton, who at the last moment before recording gave me this awesome lead on there was a an ancient Greek guy named Xenophon. Bon, probably Xenophon. Xenophon. Xenophon sounds nice. <laughs> right? It's it sounds it sounds nicer. But he was a big hunting guy. He wrote a big long book called Kinegeticos. It means on hunting. So he wrote a big hunting book. And it's about hunting with dogs. Oh, that's cute. Um, but he takes an entire chapter out to talk about breeding dogs and how you should best raise the puppies. <laughs> and he has a lot. He also lists a lot of names that you should name the puppies. Oh, which Ned. Ned is one of them. That's right. <laughs> um, there's a ton here, but some of my favorites are Pluck, Keeper, Craftsman. Keeper? <laughs> no, like Keeper with a P. Yeah. Oh, you thought oh you thought it was Keeper? <laughs> <laughs> this one's my favorite. Keeper. Yeah, <laughs> Keeper. Um Prowess is another good name. Counselor. Growler. Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just name your dog Hillary. <laughs> and this is like 3,000 years ago, by the way. Yeah. Bubbler. Yelp. Killer. Strong boy. I love that. <laughs> and Dash. Those are some of my favorites. I'm gonna... My new nickname is Strong Boy. <laughs> Apparently, uh, in ancient Greek, a all the names are like short. They're like one or two syllables. So that's why uh, mm. you should name them that. So Xenophon really liked puppies and really, well, I guess he, he just, he dedicated a whole chapter to naming puppies and how to raise them. And that was very cute. Aww. And there was someone, someone else who came after Xenophon. And his name was Arian, Arian. But he liked to call himself Xenophon the Younger because <laughs> because he really he he really stands Xenophon more than just a fan. Oh, like they were in love. Like he was in love with him? Well, he had already died, but like he wanted to be Xenophon. Oh, okay. He wanted, he wanted to like take up the mantle. Yeah, I will say that changing your name to the person you're in love with is not really that romantic. <laughs> yeah, it might be a little creepy. I'm, I'm in love with Xenophon. I shall name myself Xenophon the Younger. <laughs> um, but he also wrote about a dog because he loved, he loved dogs too. And he had a very special dog. Remember I told you the last name that Xenophon mentioned was Dash. Mm -hmm. So in ancient Greek, that is the word Hormi or Horm, maybe. It's got an E on the end of it. So I, <laughs> I feel like it would be Hormi. Hormi. Come here, Hormi. 
Did you name your dog Hormy? I will. You just got after, a new dog. <laughs> yeah, after reading this. Because he, in a later book that he wrote, he wrote about his dog that he loved so much, who was a rescue dog, apparently. Because he wrote the following. Having been beaten when a puppy with a whip, if anyone even to this day mentions a whip, he'll come up to the speaker cowering and begging, applying his mouth to the man's as if to kiss him, and jumping up, will hang on his neck and not let him go until he is appeased. <laughs> so the dog's like, he's like, I'm sorry, just love me. Until you give up and you're like, I'm not mad anymore. How can I be mad at this puppy? Huh? that's cute. And he, had, he wrote like a really long, it was like a really long anecdote about this dog. And that this is how he ends it. He says, now I really do not think that I should be ashamed to write even the name of this dog, that it may be left to posterity, that Xenophon the Athenian had a greyhound called Hormy, of the greatest speed and intelligence, and altogether supremely excellent. Oh, he loved his dog. <laughs> he loved his dog so much. <laughs> so the lovable cat named Sweetie, Nedjim, and the adorable, altogether supremely excellent dog named Dash, Hormy. Little horny. Wow. And that's, that a... that's it. That's what I got. That was so cute. <laughs> it was a very, very, yeah, heartwarming learning about the ancient pets of the past. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, with that, shall we take a little break? Yeah. Cool. See you in a bit. Welcome back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's zapping. It's zapping. It's, it's zapping as soon as you're... Welcome back. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> it has such good comedic timing. Welcome back. Madeline, you want to start? Yeah, sure, Samantha. Um, so I was recently doing exams for school, which means that I was also recently doing a lot of procrastinating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can relate kinda, to that. <laughs> yeah. It kind of seems like every exam period, I'll pick up some new interest and I'll get very invested in it. And then I'll become sort of obsessed with learning about it or reaching some goal to do with it. And then because it... it it sort of feels educational, so it makes me feel better about the fact that while I'm learning about this new topic, I'm not studying what I'm actually supposed to be studying. Yes. <laughs> you are You're studying, being... though, technically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are being productive, just not where you should be. It would be nice if one of these days my procrastination topic could be something related to what I'm studying, um, but so far, no luck. <laughs> <laughs> So this semester that just finished was no different, and what I happened to be really into during this exam period was geography. But uh, okay. what I mean by geography is basically just knowing the names of all the countries. <laughs> so like I was playing that Sporkle quiz, 
where you have to name all the countries in 15 minutes. And I was yeah. trying to beat that. And then I was also really into playing GeoGuessr, um, which, <laughs> if you don't know, is a game where you're dropped somewhere on Google Maps Street View. And then you have to try and figure out where you are. We'll link it right. below right. <laughs> in the description. We have to. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. And then I've also been watching country-related videos on YouTube. Um, so there's this one YouTube channel called Geography Now. Have either of you ever seen it? No, I, have I can't not say seen I'm. It. No. Okay, yeah, I'm not really into the geography side of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't gotten there yet. Well, I'm basically... still on Wacko singing that country song. <laughs> not not one. like not like country genre song. <laughs> But, the one like, where they sing all the countries names yeah the names of the countries that's right yeah you're not talking about like luke bryan <laughs> wacko singing luke uh well what geography now does is they they do a video about every country in the world and they're going in alphabetical order so i think right now they're in the countries that start with s oh and that's a lot far. yeah, yeah they've been, i was they've <laughs> It's like a pretty big channel, I think. And they've been going for maybe six years or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. I would hate to be, like, really into that series. And you want to hear your country name, but you're from Zimbabwe. <laughs> yeah, luckily our country was, like, really early. So it's yeah. a pretty old video, but... No oh, yeah, so, like, it. it's nice because the, the, later, the later your letter is, country the better quality the video would probably be that's true yeah um so anyway on on the geography now videos um one of the things that they say about each country is the type of plug outlet they use um oh for so, electricity <laughs> yeah so you could say that my exam stress outlet is learning about types of outlets <laughs> worth it <laughs> that's so good <laughs> Um, yeah, all so of that lead up. <laughs> that was all lead up to my topic this month. <laughs> Half an hour of, of keepers, dogs, and cats topic. People are like, what? <laughs> Why are they laughing so much? Like, no, do you remember? Stress outlet? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess my question I had this month was, why are there different types of outlets in different countries? Because mm, it's kind of inconvenient. <laughs> Um, I've only been outside of North America one time, so I'm not really familiar with the different outlet types, and I also haven't really thought about them too much until I started watching these videos. But they did make me wonder why there would be so many different types of plug outlets. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is a fascinating topic, guys. <laughs> it is. I'm an electrical. <laughs> I, I like this topic. Okay, good. You probably know more than... Well, you definitely know more than I do well, about no. outlets in. <laughs> I just, I know they plug in. <laughs> oh, wow, you know that? I had no idea. I'm not in electrical, so I didn't know. <laughs> Listen, I just, we didn't study the outlet plugs. We studied everything around them. Okay. You're probably a genius then. <laughs> for you take over no i'll, well, I'll let madeline feel this one 
Personally, I don't know much about electricity at all. So it seemed to me that the different outlet shapes were just like an inconvenience. Or maybe it's the countries being a bit passive aggressive towards tourists. Like <laughs> France is outwardly saying, yeah, come on over, Americans. Bienvenue. We'd love to have you visit our Eiffel Tower. But then they're secretly annoyed. And the way they take out their aggression is by making it hard for tourists to charge their phones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to assume, before you even tell me the answer, sure. that it's not because of that. <laughs> <laughs> and that it's just that everybody discovered it differently, maybe? Okay. Do you Does have a mean... hypothesis, Keeper? I, I do have a hypothesis. I think it is that... I know that um, the Americas use 60 hertz and most of Europe and like all, all the Eastern places usually use 50 hertz. And I think it has to do with different levels of voltage. Mm. Okay. I mean, because like even in Canada, we have two different types of plugs. Yeah. I mean, even in North America, are we saying where we live? <laughs> 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 but but like you know you, we have we have the the, the two prong and the three prong. Mm-hmm. Yes. So even in one country itself, it could be different. Ah, but even even that's kind of the same thing. And well, yeah. No, nowhere else they, they, they used to have only two prong, and then you wouldn't be able to put the three prong in. Yeah. Actually, the third prong is is just a safety. Uh, yeah. Safety device. Okay. Um. Well. Anyway, Kiefer was really close. I mean, you were Ooh. basically right. Uh, yeah, but you were also. <laughs> Um, on the right track. But basically what happened was electricity was first introduced in the United States. And then at that time, the American power grid was built to send 110 volts to each home. And the reason for this was because early electricity was mainly used for lighting and lights at the time worked best at 110 volts. So they were just like, we just need to light up these lights. Let's send 110 volts to each home. Okay. And then they also developed the first plugs in the United States. Um, those are what the USA calls type A plugs, which had two tabs at the time. But then um, the concept of electricity moved over to Europe, and they had a bit of time to ponder over the design and make it a bit better after, after witnessing the U.S., so then they used the round pin plug because it was believed to fit more sturdily into an outlet. And they also built their power grid to send 220 volts to houses because this ended up being cheaper. Mm. Yeah. And then, yeah. So as time went on and more and more countries adopted power grids, there are always new innovations at these different points in time. So that's why there ended up being, um, at this point, 15 different types of outlets in the world. So we just use the dumbest outlet? Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we... And, and everyone else, like, upgraded it every time. They're... Yeah. The downside to, like, being the ones, well, we're not in the States, but we use the States plugs. Mm-hmm. And because they developed it and they were the first ones, they just, like, they're still using the most archaic type of plugs in the world. <laughs> yeah. Just the original invention. It's the pros and cons about discovering something. Yeah. You don't have I mean, the best version. Eventually, um, North America did add, like, that third hole for the grounding 
thing. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that's like the only change they've had. <laughs> and I mean, even even then, like making all of the plugs, because I remember that there was there was like times when you would try to plug in a three prong, but there were so many two prongs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and it isn't until like kind of recently where you're like, I have this three prong and I can put it basically wherever. Well, like we transitioning. Still, yeah. We still have a bunch of old extension cables that are only the two prong. So if you're trying to plug something in and use that extension cord, then the ground pin just like hangs out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and that really doesn't look very safe at all. <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 gave that third prong to make it a bit safer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yet it becomes the most dangerous. <laughs> well, apparently that third prong sort of became standard in North America around um, 1976, I think. So right. maybe, like, I guess that's when it was supposed to be standard, but there's probably still people putting in just two prong outlets. Yeah, like, I, I think probably places that were getting built at the time got the three prong but i don't think people were like well we've changed Mm -hmm. time to change all of our electricity (laughs) yeah so well and you can still find a lot of stuff now like phone chargers and stuff don't have the the grounding pin yeah Mm -hmm. i'm Um, guessing is it because of how much like electricity it needs like why is the reason yeah, I, I think there's just not a lot of, um, like, short-circuit danger in really low-power uh, devices. Mm-hmm. Or, like, even my... Uh, we have, like, a, a cordless vacuum, and that charger, as well, doesn't have a, doesn't have a grounding pin. Hmm. But laptop chargers do. Yeah, but, like, phone hmm. chargers don't. So... I, I imagine it just has to do with the power that it draws. Mm-hmm. Well, was that a thing that, that you researched, Madeline, for any reason? <laughs> no. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I wanted to make sure we, like, Kiefer and I were like, hmm, let's try to figure this out. And I was like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> no, honestly, that's about the extent of what I learned about plugs. But for some reason, as I was reading about outlets, I found all the articles that I was reading to be really hilarious. <laughs> like, I think <laughs> writing about this topic just gets people really fired up about how annoyed they are at the lack of a universal outlet type. Mm-hmm. So the first article that I read was actually a response to a question that a reader sent in to an academic. Uh, it's not a journal, but I think it's like a sort of magazine about academia related topics called The Conversation. Okay. So the question was submitted by a nine-year-old, which is already kind of funny (laughs) because I'm clearly having the same sorts of questions as the younger demographic. (laughs) But uh, she's from the U.S. And the response starts with this paragraph. You find yourself in an airport or hotel room in another country, and you really need to charge your phone, camera, or game system. But what is that strange-looking outlet? It has round holes. And there are two or three. What's going on here? <laughs> I'm not sure why I find this so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold what's going, going on here? 
I think, yeah, like, first of all, it's just kind of theatrical. But also, I think the emphasis on the number of holes is kind of funny. Like, in the U.S., outlets have two or three holes. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Every single outlet type in the world has either two or three holes. (laughs) Yeah, like, what outlet? (laughs) Did she even leave the country? She started in Utah, she went to Florida? (laughs) What is this? Yeah, it just makes me laugh to picture an American kid in their European hotel being like, Mom, this outlet has two holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then I moved on to another article from worldstandards.eu. And this one had two parts that I found really funny. First of all, there's this paragraph. The reason why the world is now stuck with no less than 15 different styles of plugs in wall outlets is because many countries prefer to develop a plug of their own instead of adopting the U.S. standard. In one sense, those countries were actually right, though. The wobbly American plugs and their uninsulated prongs are almost prehistoric in terms of design, and they are notoriously unsafe. And that's that's all they say on the topic. So my question is, in what sense were the countries wrong then? Like, if the American plugs are almost prehistoric <laughs> and notoriously unsafe, should the other countries have just said, whatever, don't fix what's broke. Like, we'll keep it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I found that pretty funny. <laughs> like, they don't go on and say what sense the countries are wrong in. But also, um, like, are are they super... I mean, I guess they are. So they have to be known as dangerous. But have you ever felt in danger when you were going to plug something into the wall? No. There was... I personally have. Well, My house kids. is kind of old. And there's like fire coming out of the, the outlet whenever I plug something <laughs> what? in. What? Oh, I have never experienced that. Okay, I'm going to send you a video of me plugging like in a, my phone charger after this. <laughs> and there's yes, a flamethrower like shooting out of the like wall. It's like a ginormous shock. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know. Personally, from my own experience, I haven't had any problems. I know that my uncle once shoved a knife in one of the plugs. Not in Canada. Oh, gosh. It was in Mauritius, so that's a different country. <laughs> They're the ones who are more unsafe. That's well, right. I have a map here of what type of plug every country uses. Let me just take a look and see if Mauritius uses the American type. Who uses the... Because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that the most recent is probably the best. Who made the most recent plug? Mm. Um, I'm getting to that. Oh, it's, okay, cool. It's quite the story. <laughs> I'm going to guess Egypt. Everything goes back to Egypt. First dog, first <laughs> yes. cash, best outlet. Egypt uses the same type of plug that most of Europe uses. And Mauritius isn't on the map. <laughs> it's, the, it's like the only country that's not on the map. <laughs> um, but yeah, that brings me to the most recent one. So the same article goes on to say that now there's been this universal plug developed by the International Electrotechnical Commission. It's called the Type N plug. And this was developed in 1986. Um, But, of course, by then, most countries had already established their power grids, and it would be too expensive for them to switch over. But in 2007, Brazil did make the switch. 
And oh, no they became way. the first country to make this new type and plug their standard wall outlet. Wow. Um, one year prior, though, in 2006, a different country invented a whole new outlet type. And this is what worldstandards.eu has to say about that. Standardizing on type N should, of course, be self-evident. But some countries just never learn. In 2006, Thailand deemed it necessary to develop a whole new power outlet system of its own, which is currently gradually being phased in. The mind boggles. <laughs> the mind I really like. Boggles. I have never heard that be used that way. <laughs> mind boggling. Yeah, that's your mind boggling. It boggles. <laughs> I guess for some reason, in 2006, Thailand decided to just make a whole new outlet type, and now they're, now they're phasing it in. Which I and... could also see being an issue with trying to come up with a standard one, because, you know, the way that technology works, it's kind of like you're always able to make it better. So if you make everything standard, in five years, there's going to be a new standard. Um, I guess so. I don't know. This article really seems to think the N is great and should be used. What did they think <laughs> about the 1986 one? That is the N one. Which is the one that came, that came out in 2007. No, no one used the 1986 one until 2007. Until 2007. Okay. Oh, man. Because everyone already had their own plugs. <laughs> yeah. So, right. so this article thinks that the N plug is the end. Like, we don't need yeah. to improve ever again. <laughs> I I think like the N plug just took all the best safety features and like all the best features from every other outlet and combined them. <laughs> At some and, point and then, you just <laughs> you do have to decide to, when to stop, right? Yeah, like I guess that if if the way that we do electricity ever changes, then maybe we would have to come up with a new standard. Mm -hmm. But based on the way that electricity works and we use products and stuff um this n is the best yeah is is type o better in any way or was it just <laughs> doomed from the start type o yeah. oh the, the thailand one yeah in thailand um i i honestly don't know <laughs> i'm like not they, sure i they they don't think it's an improvement in any way. They they think it was like a a downgrade. Well, no one had actually started using the type N. Yeah. Um. But then. But Thailand just made their own. Just yeah, made. Instead yeah. of using the type N, they decide to invent the type O. And there is no like, it's not better than the N. <laughs> well, if it is, WorldStandards.eu certainly isn't saying it. <laughs> 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 it came out right after they they said it and they're like oh shoot <laughs> they're actually sponsored by the international the electrotechnical N. commission <laughs> they're yeah. sponsored by type n standardize it in your and, house and now. so are we <laughs> yeah we are sponsored <laughs> uh well then i was looking at a half post article um which was also a reply to a question sent in but this this article was actually just a copy-paste of a question that was asked on Quora.com. So I want to know what your opinions of Quora.com are. Oh, I love it. Because um, during my segment, you'll realize why. 
I I would have preferred Yahoo Answers. Rest in peace. Yeah, but no longer. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't know much about Quora, but like I picture it as being a hybrid between Yahoo Answers and Chegg.com. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Cuz cuz it's like it's people people go and they they put the reason like what their qualifications for answering the question is, but it still right. is an opinion piece. Hmm. Yeah. Like it's like like you'll go and then there'll be a question about like, oh, power outlets. And somebody would be like, well, I'm an electrical engineer who was, who has been an electrical engineer for like 12 years. So you're like, those are your qualifications. But they're like, in my experience. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was pretty funny that this whole article is just a copy paste of a Quora question. But they did list um, some sources in the answer, which took me to my favorite article on outlets, which is entitled Giz Explains Why Every Country Has Their Own F hashtag dollar sign percenting plug from gizmodo.com <laughs> and <laughs> that sounds like really, an ad <laughs> i would recommend this article <laughs> really yeah it's really funny i think it's like oh. a humor article um but all i'll say about it right now is that i think it has a really nice way of summing up the whole different outlet topic which is this quote. Is there any hope for the future? No. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was expecting, like, no, but in regards to outlets. <laughs> no, this is the future of outlets they're referring to. Oh. <laughs> so I'll link all these articles all in of the description. Them? <laughs> well, there's only four. That's so and the good. last one, I, I, I only linked one and that's the one that i quoted well i quoted all four (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so i just thought that the articles about outlets are really quite funny they are i feel like you need to add some sort of humor to outlet talk (laughs) if you want someone to read a post about outlets you're gonna have to give a little something well, that was great, Madeline. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love that. Yeah, that I was, love that, that was good. Talk. Um, maybe we should go for another water break. Yeah. yeah, I also need to plug myself into an outlet real quick. That's true. I gotta charge my phone, but this plug has two or three out- plugs. What, what am I Holes? supposed to do? What? <laughs> anyway, we'll we'll catch you later. Oh <laughs> All righty, and uh, returning from our second water break, we now have Sam. Sam, what do yeah. you want to share with us? One sec, my eye. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trying to be quiet. <laughs> so yeah let me start as always you know as is common for how i present my ideas um based on the first episode i'm gonna start (laughs) with a with a lead up to what got me thinking about this story about this specific question so this started like months ago because i had to go back to look because i sent someone a picture and that was from March 2nd. And that was okay. based on a conversation that we had like two days before. So in like 
February. Right, March 0th. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> March 0th is when we had <laughs> two, this Two days before <laughs> March 2nd. Yeah, so March 0th, I was talking to my good friend, Lauren. Right. Shout outs to Lauren. She's going to be referenced a lot. And <laughs> we were talking, I was just giving her updates about all the new Riverdale plot lines that have been happening since she last watched Riverdale. Cause I think she stopped in the middle of like season three or something and Madeline and I still watch it. Mm-hmm. So I was telling her about this one plot line that involved a teacher named Mr. Chipping. Remember okay. him, Madeline? I do. Yeah. He was just a teacher who worked at like the private school that specialized I in writing, I guess. <laughs> yeah um so he was in that in in riverdale and i was like oh yeah by the way you used to watch once upon a time as well lauren and i watched it together in university and i was like he plays mr hyde in once upon a time you know mr Mm -hmm. hyde being the counterpart of dr jekyll right uh who was played by a different actor they were both played by different people interesting yeah so he played mr hyde his name in real life is sam witwer if that's how you pronounce his last name so some sam some sam rep going on (laughs) in the what what genre would you call it super oh gosh there's like teen drama drama, but i don't think once upon a time was a teen drama (laughs) because the fact that there was no teens there was a little boy and then adults i guess was it Once Upon fantasy? a Time also on CW? Yeah. It's gotta be fantasy. Oh, I don't actually know. Because I feel like CW is almost its own genre of TV. You can watch it on Disney Plus. Uh-huh. ABC. It was on ABC. Okay. I get you. Yeah. So, not, it, it, they're both not the same show. So, <laughs> this just shows Sam Witwer's <laughs> acting <laughs> talents. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then my, my question was, who is... No, it's not, it has nothing to do with Sam Witwer. <laughs> just a biography. Yeah, so that, that was just, just what happened two days. Then, two days later, I was just scrolling on my Instagram Discover page. And I saw this picture. And it was from an Instagram account called Funblur. Okay, Funblur. Because it was a ton. Because it was a... Yeah, because it was it was a Tumblr post account. Because they really post clever. blurry images. <laughs> yeah, of funny, <laughs> of funny stuff. <laughs> of blurry images of funny quotes that you can't read because it's too blurry. But but you know me, it's, it's funny. funny. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't know which Tumblr account wrote this. You can find it on Funblr. I don't know if it's a good account or not. This is just what was there. It's as Madeline said. It's a good name. <laughs> Um, and it had a quote that said, I love how it's the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, as in, yeah, they are basically two sides of the same person, but only one has a doctorate. (laughs) So first of all, Instagram is listening to your conversation. A hundred percent. At all times. (laughs) And then under that, it showed a scene from Thor Ragnarok. Okay. (laughs) Have we seen it? (laughs) I have. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So in this in this scene, Thor and Bruce Banner, who's also the Hulk, they're having a conversation, and 
Bruce Banner has a quote and he says, how many PhDs does Hulk have? Zero. How many PhDs does Banner have? Seven. <laughs> so it was, I guess, I don't really, I, did, I should have watched the movie in order to get the context. Right. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have. But I don't know. I think it was, it was during a time, like, when Thor was like, hey, get the Hulk out. And he's like, I've been the Hulk for two years. Let Banner out. Right. He's not even smart or something. Something like that. Don't, don't quote me on that. <laughs> So I sent this post to Lauren mm -hmm. and she was like, okay, this is creepy, but also seven PhDs. Like how, with, with what money did he afford seven PhDs? So then I suggested that maybe he got paid to do all the research or he's never going to pay. He's just going to keep accumulating school <laughs> debt <laughs> for his entire life. <laughs> is there any hope for the future? No. <laughs> because, I mean, you don't have to pay if you never leave school. Like, that's a loophole. <laughs> right. Well, Hulk have to pay? Well, I think if Bruce Banner dies, so does the Hulk. Oh. Can't, but, but the Hulk won't let Bruce Banner die. Well, he, the Hulk won't let Bruce Banner unalive himself. <laughs> But I don't think he can stop him from, like, catching... Just aging? A... Yeah. Catching I don't COVID? Know. Well, no, Maybe. I was going to go with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hulk's one weakness. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I feel like there can be a time when, like, Bruce Banner will cease to live. But... The Hulk, right. I don't... Because they, they inhabit the same body. They're right. just two different people. Like, if Bruce Banner dies, I guess it depends on... No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, maybe there's something in the comic books. Maybe. But I, but I think that, like, once the body is done... I don't know. Right. Maybe good, good the radiation question. has to do with it or something, but... Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he can't age or something. Hmm. Yeah, like, like even even Bruce Banner can't. Like it kind of seeps into him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, my, my main question was what Lauren had asked. The first thing being, is this a thing that people can do? Get seven PhDs. And right. how the heck has he paid for seven PhDs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I don't know much about PhDs, but it doesn't seem cheap. A fair assessment. A anyone care to give any knowledge about PhDs? I I um, don't know. Do we know someone who is who is doing a PhD? I know someone who's doing a PhD, and they get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Enough to cover all the PhD. Um, it covers tuition, living expenses travel to conferences and textbooks well that's what it's supposed to cover okay. that's pretty good that sounds like a lot cool. yeah that so that <laughs> that that part of the question of my question was not really answered but i'll get to it i'll get to it don't worry <laughs> <laughs> we have we have much but the first part of the question is this a thing that people could do it seems from people who are studying phds at least from the consensus that i read about no this isn't a thing that anyone would do <laughs> or could. <laughs> like, but from people who don't know a lot about what 
like what a PhD is or how like what it means to have a PhD, they're like, yeah, <laughs> this shows he's really <laughs> smart. <laughs> so <laughs> according to Quora, Love my Quora. number one source for these <laughs> types of questions, it doesn't make sense for him to get seven PhDs. In the MCU, it makes sense because it's supposed to show that he's really smart. Right. And you hear and you know think, wow, that's really smart. So seven of them. Yeah, it shows that really he's seven smart. times smarter. He's seven times smarter than someone with a PhD. Right. Because he has seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> but from what I read, getting seven PhDs is actually not smart. So it's supposed to show <laughs> that he's very smart. <laughs> But in doing so, he's showing that he's really dumb. <laughs> and also really old. Like, each PhD takes four years. Yeah, so one of the reasons why it shows that he's not really smart is because it's a waste of time. So then I, I was, like, asking, like, some additional questions that I wasn't able to get any answers. Like, these are questions that if I ever talked to him, I'd be like, okay, did you get them all at the same time? Like, were you doing seven consecutive PhDs? Did you find a way to, like, expedite the process? Because it takes, like, three to six years for each PhD. Mm -hmm. So, like, was he able to be like, oh, yeah, for this PhD, I'll do it in, in like, a summer. <laughs> this PhD, I'll do it in six months. I'll do this. I'll do this. This one for three years. Yeah, this is fine. But then I'll also do a summer one while I'm doing this, this one. And while I'm doing research right. for this one, I'll also do this one. Like, what was his process? What if what he did was he, like, got accepted to seven schools and he accepted all his offers. So then he, like, only did one thesis, but he submitted it to all seven <laughs> schools. <laughs> like, nobody knew that he was doing six others. <laughs> yeah. So he Some had people, seven I... PhDs in Hulk studies or whatever he did. But... <laughs> in Hulk studies! <laughs> Clearly, he skipped the day where they talk about academic integrity. Yeah. It's not plagiarism if you're plagiarizing yourself. <laughs> no, That's that is not true, kids. Yeah, no, no, no. It is still. You can't repeat your own work. <laughs> but somebody also suggested that maybe he would turn into the Hulk and go up to the people who decide if you get a PhD and, like, intimidate them. <laughs> Just be like, give it to me. Yeah, like, give Hulk PhD. And they're like, we have to write Bruce Banner. Hulk isn't a registered member of society <laughs> and he's like fine <laughs> um and then also apparently according to some of these these phd students having more than two phds is kind of redundant like even having two is redundant unless they're in entirely different fields so like if you did a phd in i don't know microbiology something about it and then you also got a phd in like I don't know, like history, it kind of makes sense why you would do two PhDs. Right. But I don't think that this is what he did because if you know the MCU Bruce Banner, he doesn't really seem to have that many hobbies or interests. Like it seems like gamma radiation is his entire life. So right. if he were to get more PhDs, it would probably somehow still relate to gamma radiation. Yeah. So then... <laughs> It wouldn't make sense for him to go into two very closely linked PhDs. Mm -hmm. It's like if you did, if, if I was there being like, yes, I'm doing evolution ecology, but then I'm also doing the evolution of plants. Like, why, <laughs> why would you do two PhDs like that? Right. 
And also, I have to make a note here that I'm only talking about the MCU Bruce Banner. That's true. Uh, the movies, he's, yeah. Yeah, like, because he's the simplest. Because, Well, I mean, I guess his first two movies when he was played by Edward Norton might have a little bit more character development, but he doesn't have that much character development. And this quote was also taken from Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that, like, well, I don't actually know this, but I do think, like, in the comics, the Hulk is sometimes portrayed as, like, this magic god or something. So I'm not talking about that. Right. Because if he's a magic god, then I guess you could kind of find a way for him to get seven PhDs. Right. (laughs) But yeah, but also in the MCU, he's like, what, 50 years old? Yeah, he looks... That wouldn't... I mean, he's pretty old. It wouldn't make sense for him to get seven. Like, he's still (laughs) too young. Like, somebody said it would take him, like, 70 years. (laughs) And it's not a thing that years. I, I don't know. Ten, ten years of PhD. Yeah, I don't know why they He's said slow. seventy. I don't know if they were like also including undergrad and masters. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you have to do under a different undergrad every time. Uh, so another thought was maybe he was referring to honorary doctorates. That's true. That makes sense. But again, I don't really think it makes sense for Bruce Banner. Right. Because he is supposed to be like this really smart guy. So I don't think he would lump them together as a PhD. He'd be like, I I did three PhDs and I also have four doc <laughs> like uh, honorary doctorates. Right. Um somebody like well, this somebody like like Tony Stark might be like, Yeah, look at all my do- honorary doctorates. It's because I paid the school. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> which is also like a very common way for people to get honorary doctorates. Yeah, but I, Bruce Banner doesn't say. have any money. <laughs> <laughs> so he's really just contributing to research, which is where he could have gotten his honorary doctorate. Like, I don't think it's a bad theory, mm-hmm. but it, I don't know. I don't really think it fits. So mm-hmm. in general, it doesn't make sense for Bruce Banner to have seven PhDs. Um, and then I was trying to figure out if there was a way, like if anywhere it said what PhDs he has because i'm like okay he has seven but what are those right but that came out as inconclusive like all the ones were people taking things that they knew about him in the movies and being like well he could have got a phd in that maybe i do think um here is my own little research that i did okay he used to teach at a university called culver university which i think is only in the marvel universe okay it's in it's in Vol- Vol- Virginia. It's it's in Virginia. <laughs> it's in Virginia, and but when you look at the wiki page of it, like I only found it on Marvel Wiki, but it didn't say like this is a fictitious university in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <laughs> right? Um, but some other notable alumni would be basically everybody from Thor, <laughs> like <laughs> like Jane Foster was a graduate student there. Right. Uh, Eric Selvig was her teacher at Culver University. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he taught biochem and nuclear physics. So I think that that could be something that he might have PhDs in, right? Maybe, yeah. If he's teaching them. Mm -hmm. All the rest that people were suggesting I don't think makes sense. Radio physics could be a good suggestion for a PhD because Mm -hmm. of the gamma radiation thing. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. On Reddit, somebody said that maybe he got a PhD in Hindi. Interesting. uh, Because because how else would he talk to his patients in India? 
as if you needed like you can't speak Hindi unless you have a PhD in it. Yeah, that that's uh, <laughs> a, a little then, extreme. And then when somebody called them out on it, they were like, "Oh no, it was a joke. It was just something that I <laughs> threw in there for a little laugh." Drama in the Cora answers. No, this, at, at this point, it's Reddit. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I don't know that that was really funny to me. It was really funny to think that in order to speak a different language, you have to have a PhD in it. <laughs> that is pretty funny. And the reason uh... is because he was a doctor in India. <laughs> <laughs> On a side note, apparently Culver University was filmed at the University of Toronto. Oh, oh seriously? No apparently. I, I just have an article here that says... Um, fictional Culver University is darned obviously a U of T love fest. <laughs> they shot all around the front campus, so you get to see University College Convocation Call in the Medsci building. Oh, and, and darned is the direct quote. I didn't change that. <laughs> it's in the Torontoist.com. Wow. Yeah, so okay, so it so it is def it's definitely fictitious then. Yeah. Yeah. Confirmation. Well, according yeah. to the Torontoist, it is in fact U of T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. See, there's a picture in this article of the Hulk at U of T in front of Knox College. And the caption of the picture says, Hulk not going to fail Presbyterian studies. So I think that might be one of his PhDs. Presbyterian? <laughs> <laughs> also direct quote is that in the movie <laughs> in the movie it's been a long time since i watched the edward norton hulks because also... i i think i found the same article <laughs> quote later on that says hulk upset that as a cgi creation he couldn't hit head shops yeah it's... I, I don't think he says that in the movie hulk no i don't by canadian military might <laughs> No. Hulk like Scarborough, but not being shot at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those those were actually all of his lines in the movie. Hulk worried about how economic crisis will affect places in Toronto that look like they could be in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. but yeah. So as for paying for his seven PhDs. I do stand by my decision, like by my suggestion that he just has accepted being in debt forever. So he'll right. just keep accumulating more and more PhDs. Um, that makes sense. He could or, be turning a profit. He could, he could be living really frugally off his like 20 grand a year or whatever his PhD is paid. Yeah. Mm. But I also think that there is a, a huge possibility that he could have been working in a local coffee shop. Because I think that's kind of cute. <laughs> that is kind of cute. So with that, that, that's all of the research that I did. Basically just Quora. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a little bit of Reddit in there. And now the torontoist.com. <laughs> all of yes. those will be linked below <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna link reddit.com <laughs> <laughs> I don't even go to the actual thread horror.com <laughs> reddit.com and google <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, so that was the end of my topic. All right. Shall we have another little water break? Yeah, and then we'll close it off. Sounds good. Blue, blue. Yogi Bear. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug, glug. Well, I think that that does it for this week. I'd like to thank our special guest, Kiefer, for joining us today. Thank you. And Madeline for being a great co-host. Thanks, Samantha. (laughs) And we hope to see you again next month for our third ever episode of (laughs) Rabbit Holes. See ya. Bye. Bye. Next month on Rabbit Holes. Oh, holes oh, is going to be the worst rhyme ever. <laughs> we today today we had a lot of fun. Sorry that we have to run. We'll be back with more in June. Now enjoy our outro tune. Yay! Yay! <laughs> 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 <laughs>